I want to spend a little time talking about things that change our focus. Uh, literally, this could be, uh, back in the old days, this could be one of them two-month series. Uh, there's just so many things that we could stop and talk about, and we'll just hit some things very briefly and walk over that. And uh, But there's so many things that change our focus. I had planned, and I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I was going to have Dylan, when I hit a certain point here today, to just start playing real loud music. That would change your focus quickly. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, it doesn't take much to change our focus. All it, uh, all it takes for some boys playing baseball or football or basketball to have their focus changed is a pretty girl to walk by. And then all of a sudden, things change, and the basketball hits the guy in the chest and bounces off, and the other team gets it. <laughs> things that change your focus. What's catching your eye, what's turning your heart, what's changing your focus, what might be distracting you from seeing Jesus, how many know that we always need to see Jesus, we always need to see Jesus, what's keeping you from seeing Jesus? Matthew 14, 28 through 30 says this. <clears throat> then Peter called him, called to him, Lord, talking to Jesus, Lord, if it's really you. I mean, it's kind of a strange thing. You're in a storm and you see somebody walking on the water. That'd be a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world is happening? because that's out of the realm of the ordinary and it seems to be impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. Amen. 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 And so then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus said, come on. Just get out of the boat and walk over here to me. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water. He walked, he walked a ways anyway. Walked on the water, listen to this, toward Jesus. And then his focus changed. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he's terrified, scared to death, and began to sink. Help me, save me, help me, save me, help me, save me, Lord, he shouted. The wind and the waves changed Peter's focus and weakened his faith. Do you hear that? The waves, the wind 
changed his focus. He got his eyes off Jesus and it weakened his faith. And he began to sink. He was able, Peter was able to do the impossible only because of his faith in the ability of Jesus. Do you hear that? He was able to do the impossible only because of the ability, his faith in the ability of Jesus. I started to leave out the word faith. Can't do that here. He believed what Jesus said. And as long as he was looking at Jesus, he was fine. As long as he was headed toward Jesus, he was fine. But when his focus changed, you see, that's when we get into trouble, when we take our eyes off Christ, it changes our level of faith and it changes no, it doesn't change his ability but it changes our ability to trust in what he can do. Jesus enabled Peter to do what he could never do on his own until his focus changed. I want to tell you something. I, let, let me just say this right now. There are things that the enemy continues to tell you that you cannot do. There are things that the enemy continues to bombard your mind and tell you that it is impossible for you to ever overcome this area of your life. You are going to always be bound by that. Put your focus on Jesus. There is nothing impossible with God and through him you can. Can you just say that with me? Through him I can. Your distraction, your distraction will always change the course of your walk toward Jesus. Your distraction. Come on, anybody ever been distracted? Anybody got off course? Anybody ever get let anger get a hold of you? Envy, jealousy. It changes, it changes. You, I've got a whole lot of things written down, but none of those things are there. We'll get to those little, I just, I said I wrote some of them down. There's so many things that can change our focus. I meant to write I, in, in big bold letters, two major ones that I didn't put in here, disappointment and discouragement. Discouragement will always get in alongside of you when you get in your car. Disappointment will always rise up when you don't get what you want. And in a heartbeat, your focus can change from Jesus to disappointment, to anger, to fear, to all kinds of other things. We must, I just want to encourage you today, we must keep our eyes on Jesus in all circumstances. <coughs> because we will face all kinds of tribulation all kinds of problems that will create all kinds of emotions in us. And if we're not careful, faith can quickly turn into doubt. Faith can quickly turn into fear. Faith can quickly turn into anxiety and worry. And hundreds of times throughout the scriptures, God tells us, fear not, because I'm with you. 
Fear not. Be not dismayed. I am your God. Fear not. Over and over again. I have not given you. The word of God declares. I have not given you a spirit of fear. But I've given you a sound mind. Oh God, I, I really wanted to talk about your mind today. But I, there's not enough time to talk about that. But that is such an important detail of focus. I've, I've not given you. God said, I've not given you fear. I've not given you anxiety. I've not given you a spirit of worry. But I have given you a sound mind. And that sound mind is able to focus on the word of God and Christ Jesus and overcome everything through him. You're determined. Are you determined? Let me ask you a question. Are you determined to keep your eyes on Jesus? It's easy to answer yes. It's difficult to do because we are continually, day after day, confronted with all kinds of distractions. They're always there. So many things. More things than I can mention today. I don't know. I don't know what your distractions are in any given day, but there's a whole lot of them. You know, there is a new law in Ohio. Uh, that uh, that you can't uh, have your cell phone in your hand while you're driving. You know what I still see a whole lot of? A whole lot of folks with their cell phone in their hand while they're driving. Distraction. Distraction. I don't know what in the world happened in 2015. It almost killed me though. I have no idea. I've told the story over and over again. The last time I remember I looked up, I thought I seen a green light. I didn't have my phone. My phone was laying in the seat beside me. I was going to meet her for lunch. And, uh, and, uh, and I didn't show up. And, worried. and uh, I didn't show up because I run a red light. They told me I have no recollection. Something distracted me. I don't just run around going through red lights trying to have wrecks. It just about kills you. Distraction can create chaos and disaster. Sometimes it can happen slowly and we don't even realize that we're being distracted from the cross from the Savior, from Jesus. And rather than being so very close to him and being right behind him, following him, we have veered, we have drifted backwards and we see he takes a ride and we don't see where he goes and we continue on straight. And pretty soon we're in trouble. 2 Kings, here's a great example. 2 Kings, 2nd chapter, 2nd verse. I mentioned these two guys the last time uh, I preached in January. Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here because the Lord told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha said, 
I promise as the Lord lives. I love this. I promise as the Lord lives and as you live, I'm not going to leave you. Now remember, Elijah has been Elisha's mentor and teacher for about nine years or so because he is preparing Elisha to take his place. And Elisha said, I'm not leaving you. I don't care where you go. I am going with you. And the prophets, where they were at, said, hey, hey, don't you know, don't you know that your master's going to be taken away from you today? And he said, shh, be quiet. I know it. I know it. You don't have to tell me that. I know it. So then they go, they go a little bit farther. And then in the fourth verse, Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here because the Lord told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha said, I promise as the Lord lives and as you live, I'm not leaving you. So the two men went on to Jericho. And again, the prophets said, hey, don't you know that your master's going to be taken away from you? Shh, be quiet, I know it. <coughs> and then the third time. Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here because the Lord told me to go to the Jordan River. Elisha answered, I promise as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two men went on. Can I tell you that Elisha refused to lose his focus? <clears throat> and you know, it would probably been easier for him to stay behind rather than actually see the guy that he loved and cared about so much taken away from him. But he said, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to be with you as long as you're here. And then in the, then the eighth verse of the same chapter, then Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, struck the water, and the water was parted to the one side, to the other, till the two of them could go over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what shall I do for you before I'm taken from you. And Elisha said, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And he said, you have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I'm being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if, but if you lose your focus... But if you lose your focus, it shall not be so. How much do we miss that God has for us because we're not seeing Jesus? Come on, he's got to be the center of our life. If, if, we're, if, if we are believers in Jesus, he must become the very center of our life so that his will can be performed through us seven days a week. Listen, this is not a Sunday morning thing. This is a seven day a week, 365 day a year thing. We belong to Jesus. And as they still went on and talked, behold, some more distractions. Chariots. It says chariots. It's, it's plural. Chariots of fire. And horses separated the two of them. 
Now, what are you going to watch when you see in the sky, not on the ground, but in the sky, coming out of the clouds, chariots of fire, horses, what in the world is going on now? Another one of them crazy things like walking on water, this is impossible. But evidently, Elisha kept his focus on Elijah in the midst of all this stuff because guess what? He got a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Isn't that the craziest thing? I mean, there's chariots of fire, there's horses. I don't know if he got in the chariot or what happened, but a whirlwind took him up. Elisha saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. It wasn't but just a few seconds. Here come Elijah's cloak falling back to the earth. Oh, by the way, Elisha done exactly twice as many miracles as Elijah did. And the first one that he done, he walked back to the same Jordan River. He took that cloak. Where is? <laughs> and he struck the water and it parted and he walked back over on dry land. Just look at somebody and say, don't lose your focus. You might miss the miracle that God is going to do in your life or through your life. Don't lose your focus. You see, you're saying, let me see the supernatural. Let me see the glory of God. Let me see something. Let me tell you why you miss those things because your focus gets all messed up. Looking at the wrong thing when you need to be looking at God and what he wants to do. I just about done it. You saw me. In 2 Timothy 3, I just like to get close to the edge. Uh, in 2 Timothy 3, Paul told Timothy in the last days, Y'all are probably familiar with that chapter. And, and he said perilous times or dangerous times is going to come. And he talked about all the things, all the evil things that people would be doing in the last days. Paul said that people, and the last thing that he said before he made this next statement, he said that people would become, listen closely, he said in these last days, people will lose their focus. And they'll become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Amen. He said, listen, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be perilous. There's going to be a lot of deception. There's going to be a lot of distractions. And he said, people will literally become lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. He told Timothy that people would have, listen to this, have a form of godliness, but deny its source of power. When people focus on something other than Jesus, they feel very free to have a salad bar religion. Do you hear me? They pick and choose what they want. They proudly practice religion. Listen to me. They, 
They proudly practice religion. I go through the routine. I do the things that I'm supposed to do. I'm following a particular catechism. I'm, I'm walking down the road of my tradition. They proudly practice religion but ignore, listen, but ignore or deny at least parts of the Bible. That, that's a major distraction, folks. If you ignore or deny the Word of God, you are ignoring and denying Jesus because Jesus is the Word of God. If your focus is on Jesus, your focus is on the Word of God. If you're following Jesus, then it is going to be a clear-cut desire in your life to do what pleases Him <laughs> rather than what pleases you. Anybody struggle with that in here besides me? You say, you're too old to struggle with anything. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I still have flesh and I still struggle with mess. I made a rhyme. I'll do it for a dime anytime. <clears throat> if your focus is on Jesus, your focus is on the word of God. And if you're following the word of God, then you bring glory to him. You honor him by the words you speak, by your actions, by your attitudes, by what you do, by, by the way you handle your relationships, by the way you handle your finances, by the way you deal with the people around you. It'll be clear that you're following Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't so popular, so we'll do something else. There's a lot to this. So, uh, Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She's upset. She's angry. Steam blowing out her ears. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I'm doing all the work. Tell her, tell her, tell her to come and help me fry the chicken. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details that really are unimportant. In fact, it has allowed your focus to be taken away from where it needs to be. There is only one thing. Jesus said there's only one thing. There's only one thing. There's, come on, say it with me. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and will not be taken away from her. 
There's only one thing that really matters. You need to put all of your hope in Jesus. Y'all that's y'all that's got chickens and that laying eggs, you need to put all your eggs in the basket of Jesus. Amen, I'm dead serious. You say that is such old-fashioned preaching. It is still the absolute truth of God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You cannot worship this world and worship God. He said, I am a jealous God and I want you to be mine and mine alone. That should be our aim. We're all at different places in our walk. We're all at different levels. We've achieved different things. He's still doing the work on us, but it is our aim to follow him. I have decided to follow Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Because there's nothing else in this world that can save us. There's nothing in this wor- else in this world that can that 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 can get us eternal life. That can that can even give us hope and help during the troubling times of this life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Period. <coughs> My goal today is simply to encourage you not to allow the distractions to succeed in getting you focused on the problem rather than the problem solver. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just want to encourage you because there's always going to be a problem. Anybody encounter a problem this week? Anybody encounter, come on, anybody encounter a problem this week? The other day, Trish encountered a problem. She was going to make something and she didn't have any eggs. Thank God the neighbor did. Say what? Yeah, we old, we still go to the neighbor and borrow things when we need it. You got a cup of sugar I can borrow? My goal is to encourage you to always focus on the problem solver rather than the problem. I want you to stay focused on the one who blesses rather than the blessing. Keep your eyes on the giver rather than the gift. Stay focused on the creator rather than his creation. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and I'll see to it that you've got everything you want, need in life. I'll bless you coming in and going out. If you'll put me first, if you'll seek me, I guarantee you I'm going to take care of you. Paul told the Corinthian people, here's what he told them. You can look it up. It's, it's, It's really there. It's a verse. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. That's what I told the Corinthian people. I I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord the best. He was actually talking about for him, it was better not to be married. But but for some folks, it's, they, they need to get married. 
And so however you can serve the Lord the best with as few distractions as possible, that's what you need to do. Here's some of the common things. Here's some of the common things that distract people from keeping their focus on Jesus. I've already mentioned some of them. The sickness is one of them. Remember, remember, we stay focused on the problem solver and not the problem. Remember, I have not given you a spirit of fear. I have not put the spirit of anxiety in you. I've done that. Oh God, if we can stay focused on him. Because there ain't nothing he can't do. And I trust that he is always going to do the right thing. Even if I think something else is the right thing, I can trust him to do the right thing always. Some of the things that distract us are sickness, financial failures. The number one reason why people get divorced is financial problems. Work. Work routine. No, not work routine. Work, I got a comma. Routine. It's a routine of life. You say, Pastor, we got to live. Yes, I understand. But we can't allow the routine to change our focus. I need Jesus every morning. I need Jesus every day at noon. I need him in the afternoon. I need him in the evening. I need the guidance of the Holy Spirit to help me to make right choices and decisions when I'm working. I need the Spirit of God to help me when I'm dealing with people that aren't so nice. I need the Spirit of God to help me. (coughs) During times of temptation, nobody else, anybody else yet tempted to slap somebody upside the head to do something you know you ain't supposed to do. And you fight with it. Come on, we got we to gotta be saying, Jesus, help me. I can't do this on my own. We ought to know that by now. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. But I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I've got to depend on Jesus and so do you. Routine, marital problems, children, worry, anxiety, fear, financial success, the world's commotion. Oh God, I see so many people get distracted by politics and by mess and by the lies and by the... Don't let the world commotion distract you. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I am a pilgrim and a stranger. I belong in the presence of God. That's my aim. How about shiny things? Shiny things. There's all kinds of shiny things. How about religion? How about retirement? 
How about, how about phones? I shouldn't say this, but I will. I was watching, I was watching video last night. It wasn't a preacher or anything. I was just, I was just trying to listen to something about focus. I'd had this done long ago, but I thought maybe I can pick up something. But this is just a secular guy. He is a motivational speaker. He works for big companies. And he said, uh, he said, uh, the major thing that keeps people from focusing and being as successful as they can is their phone and social media. He said it is an addiction problem. You see, I've said those kind of things, but I want to tell you, an expert talking about problems in America and why it is difficult to find good people, good leaders to fill positions in high places because they cannot focus. Let me tell you one more little story. Anybody ever hear of Bill Gates? Warren Buffett, Bill Gates Sr., three of the wealthiest men in the entirety of the world. This is a true story. They were at a dinner party one night, and, and the three that I just mentioned were sitting at the same table, eating together, talking, and, and, a, and a man came up to, me, up to them and said, excuse me, can I just ask you one question? What is the key to success? And in unison, they all answered together, and here's what the word they give, focus. Focus. Come on, if you can't keep your eyes on Jesus, you're not going to be successful. <coughs> if you can't focus on the task before you, you can't get it done. If you're helter-skelter uh, from one thing to another, you ain't never going to get anything done. Focus. And so what does the enemy want to play with? What would the devil love to have done? Was, was, was he succeeding with, with Martha? Yes. Did he succeed with Peter? Yes. Did he succeed with Elisha? No. It's about what we choose to keep our focus on. I just want to encourage you today to keep focusing on Jesus. And then there's social media and there's worldly desires. Look at your neighbor and say, that, that old guy's just about done. When you followed Jesus, well, I just wanted to give you some encouragement, some more encouragement. You needed some more encouragement. When you follow Jesus closely, oh, I love this. When you follow, uh, get this, get this, this, this last things, please. When you follow Jesus closely, you see what he sees. I don't have time. I could talk about that for a while, but I don't have time. Things like, wait, wait, wait a minute, things like, Hope, healing, salvation, victory, and so much more. 
when I'm following Jesus closely, I'm seeing what he's seen. When you are with Jesus, you know what he knows. Oh God, help me. I need to know what he knows. Amen. His desires become crystal clear when you walk close to him. When you walk with Jesus, you have what he has. Listen, I want a lot of things, but I want what Jesus has got because he got the right thing every time. You want to have peace? Follow Jesus. You want to have eternal life? Follow Jesus. You want to be successful? Follow Jesus. You want to have great relationships? Follow Jesus. You want to have hope? Follow Jesus. You want to be happy? Follow Jesus. You want to do well financially? Follow Jesus. You want to have someone to help you through the difficult days? Stay close to Jesus. You want to have victory when the enemy comes in like a flood? Hold on to Jesus. You say, yeah, Jesus fanatic, freak-like, man. You're right. I don't have any other answer. I don't have any other anchor. I don't have any other hope. I don't have any other rock of salvation. It's Christ and Christ alone. I learned a long time I'm never going to be able to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm never going to be able to get to heaven by myself. In fact, I can't get through this life by myself without messing everything up. I just need Jesus. And so do you. Oh, by the way, come and help me, y'all. Jesus kept me yesterday. He's keeping me today. And he'll keep me tomorrow. Hallelujah. All the way to heaven. He's going to keep me. You don't need to cry when I leave out of here because I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm on my way to the presence of God. And so there's no need to be sad for me because I'll be shouting on the hills of glory. If there is any hills in glory, I don't know. I don't know when, when all this... A thousand year reign and all that stuff. So, well, maybe even in it, I've asked the Lord, Lord, let me let me be in charge of Del Hollow Lake in Tennessee. I just want to take care of that. I want that to be I want that to be my thing. I know, and and it don't have to be the whole thing. It can just be the upper end, uh, you know, near Eastport. Uh, I just take care of that. <laughs> what keeps me going, Jesus? Why do I continue to serve? It's Jesus. Why don't I quit? It's Jesus. Just want to encourage you today. I want you to know your anchor holds in the solid rock. I want you to know today you can declare regardless of the problems that surround you. If you've got Jesus, you've got the answer. If you've got Jesus, you've got the way, you've got the truth, you've got life. Could you stand with me, please, if you're able?
Here's what I want us to do today. Here's what I want us to do. In fact, I think we can do that right where you're standing. I, I, I don't see any reason why we can't. There, there's some folks in here today that you've been struggling. You, you've been struggling with, with some things that's bothering you. And that's, that's not a prophetic word. It's just a matter of common sense. There's things bothering you. There are things that, uh, that's just eating at you, pulling you, literally pulling you. And, and you. and you think about it in the morning and you think about it in the evening and you just can't get away from it. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. You say, Pastor, that's way too simplistic. I'm just simple. But that's the, Jesus is the answer. And today you have the choice to change your focus and focus on Jesus. And today in a simple little prayer, in a simple little prayer, I want you to, I, I want you, there's, there's one more verse of scripture I've already quoted, Philippians 4.13, my life verse. I can do all things through Jesus, through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things through Jesus. I believe that. I live that out. With Jesus' help, I can, I can go through this. Burke, I know why you're here today. It's because of Jesus. And now you again but we just gotta trust Jesus amen thank God for doctors right but we're trusting Jesus he's the author and the finisher of our faith there's somebody in here that today that ain't got enough money Jesus does Is he going to get it to me? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you a bunch of stories, but I, I could tell you a bunch of stories how he's got it through us. It's usually been through giving. It's amazing some of the things that he's done. Some of you, some of you, some of you are struggling, struggling with things in your life that you just can't seem to get past. Jesus is the answer. Why are you going to keep fighting things on your own that you can't overcome? Why are you going to keep trying to do something that you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and you already know that, that what you can do is not enough? But Jesus is the answer. And I know I haven't covered every problem in here, but you get the gist of what I'm trying to say today. The stuff is robbing you of being, sitting at the feet of Jesus, the thing that's the most important. Jesus, Mary ought to be helping me. Jesus said, no, she ought to be with me. <coughs> and that's what he's saying to you today. You don't need to be sitting with the sickness. You don't need to be sitting with the problem. You don't be sitting with the, the mess, the hurt, the chaos. You need to be sitting with me listening to what I'm saying.
can we pray? You, you know what you need. You know what you need today. And, and I just want you to declare with me, Jesus, you are my answer. Just pray. Jesus, you are my answer. Jesus, you are my answer. Lord, help me to by faith trust in you and you alone. Lord, help me not to turn to the right, to the left. Help me, Lord, not to, not to be filled with the spirit of fear and anxiety because that's of the devil. You, you didn't give that to us. You didn't give that, but you've given me a sound mind. And Lord, a sound mind, we know, stays focused on you. And so, Lord, help us through the ability of the mighty Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Help us to do what we cannot do. Help us to perform the impossible of staying focused on you and you alone. Lord, sometimes that is such a huge job. Sometimes that is so difficult when everything, when the wind is blowing and the waves are so high, sometimes it is so very to keep our to, to keep stayed on you but lord i am praying that you will help us to keep our eyes focused on you so we can get through all of these struggles and storms and chaos jesus come on shout with me jesus you are my answer come on shout with me jesus you are my answer jesus you are sir and i trust in you.